Previously on Roke Roleplay. Jimmy Riceballs is going to arrest Rux after the wrestling match because <laughs> Rux is being set up for the murder of Tommy Wasabi and Grayson. This is a phobia of mine, not being able to talk my way out of a situation because I can't. <laughs> There's no escape. Brody was able to convince Inspector Riceballs to let him have you as wrestlers for the match. So we're about to start the match. You have as much information as you can gather to this point, and Brody will say to you, any idea who we should target? Any idea who did this to my team and who we should really focus on? Hey, I think uh, that it's that uh, walking stick character. But, uh, you know, don't listen to me. I'm wanted for murder. Everyone, we should get ready for this fight. Um, It seems it's going to be uh, a doozy. As you say that, Brody's music starts to play, and the crowd goes wild. Brody! 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 The other ten wrestlers are already in the ring waiting for you. The bell rings, and it's time to roll initiative. That's a level four sorcerer spell. Oh, bitch! Let's do it! How are you going to kill our team? (laughs) I got a 30. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. What the flying fuck? Ref Erd turns into a bucket. Oh, no. no. Are you allowed to attack the refs? Well, I guess they're going to find out. I feel like this is going to turn into a bloodbath now. We don't have anyone to say, hey, you can't do that. That's illegal. Perfect. But then again, you did send send out a whole fireball. So I guess. Okay. If we can't cast spells like fireball, Lynn is fucked. Lynn is literally visibly pissing, shaking, throwing up, crying, screaming. Like, not like physically, but like emotionally pale, sweating. You know, emotionally pissing yourself. Don't tell me you haven't emotionally pissed yourself. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I have the word sewers written on my back in Sharpie. Uh, hi, my name is Katie. I play Alinspector St. Hit, and I really wish all clues in this story came to us written in someone's back on Sharpie, because I have had to have my roommate, listeners, uh, tell me what exactly is going on uh, with all the episodes. Sewer? I barely know her. Hi, I'm Brandon. You might know me from playing such lovable roles as Bay. That's it. Hey, it's me, Jonathan, um, and I play Shannon Powers, um, you know, assassin to the stars, bard college of whispers, generally just that girl. And I'm sure you noticed Tisha wasn't part of this intro. She's not here for our intro, but she is here for the rest of the episode. But uh, we'll, we'll make up an answer for her uh, to our question. And our question is, what is a pet name that you had growing up from like a loved one or a family member that was cute, but also kind of shady? I often go by Brandle, which was a childhood nickname that like followed me into adulthood and eventually became like I don't know. I usually go by it because it has like a non-binary vibe, but it doesn't have like a funny story that was just like, I don't know. My brother used to call me Brandle for some reason. What I was called that was kind of a burn and I don't like it and still gets used sometimes. Like, it's not that I don't like it. I don't know. We were at Olive Garden once and I saw that there was like a dinner special or something where you get like two and you take one to go or something. And I thought it was like a half of one and half of the other. And it's like a, it's like a, soup and a sandwich you know you get half and half because i'm jewish and delis do that and um i ordered like two large pasta dishes thinking it was a combined thing and i got two giant plates of food meanwhile i was sitting there with my brother and his future wife and they both got like one dish and i'm sitting there with two giant plates in front of me as if we're waiting for a fourth person to come and uh my now sister-in-law called me Brandon two dinners oh, and 
I mean, I don't know. It's just stuck around. Every once in a while, if I have something big or if I say I'm hungry, they're like, well, let's bring in two dinners for you. Or like (laughs) if I have more than one copy of a book, they'll be like, well, what else would you expect from branded two dinners? And it's, it's kind of funny and it's cute, but it's like, okay, we got like, I misread a menu. <laughs> I had several nicknames because I was the only like grandchild or child in my family for a very long time. So I got all the attention uh, and all the nicknames. But my grandfather used to call me uh, Mark Twain because I was always telling stories or always like exaggerating the truth of what happened and going off in this like grand adventure in a story. Oh my God, I love that. So it's no wonder that I'm doing D&D now, right? But yeah, it was shady because he'd always point out how like Mark Twain was a really good liar. And I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) The other one that was kind of shady was my grandmother used to call me legs because I was a fat baby. Like just one of those like chunky marshmallow rolls, like just rolled everywhere, (laughs) baby. And so, yeah, my grandmother called me legs, but it stuck. Like I was called legs until I was like maybe eight or nine. And I wasn't, it was just a fat baby. You know how babies are just like chunky looking? That's what I was. (laughs) So legs. Mark Twain with legs. Hey. <laughs> so when I was younger, I didn't really have any nicknames that were like cute but mean. I did give my siblings one though, where I just responded. I just trained them to respond to the nickname smell. So I just say, oh, hi, smell. And like two of my three <laughs> siblings would look at me. Uh, my dad nicknamed me Katie did, which is a type of bug which i didn't learn until later but it's a cute bug sometimes it's pink it's like a pink grasshopper Mm. um my actual nickname is katie my first name legally isn't katie my middle name actually is Catherine, and my parents named me with my middle name to be Catherine with the express purpose of having me be called katie for like the rest of my life so katie is actually the nickname that is cute but cutting because my parents don't even care enough to see my full legal name why should anyone else oh my god yeah <laughs> right that's <laughs> so mean <laughs> so i had a few nicknames when i was growing up some of that were embarrassing some that were not um my actual nickname from my family is john john but my dad called me um like tex oh my god uh, Rifleman. Uh, my dad loves spaghetti westerns, so anything of that nature. Uh, no. John Wayne. I got called that one a lot. So yeah, just j- just those. If you had any shady nicknames that you were given growing up, please share that in our Discord. We'll be asking this question on there. And we'll find out Tisha's on Discord as well, since she wasn't here for the intro. But speaking of, we should get back to our episode. We ended one round of combat before we had to cut it off, and we are picking up right where we left off. All 15 wrestlers are still alive and in the ring, a little bit scattered. Bay, we are at the top of the order. You and the entire rest of your team are still sitting in the turnbuckle. We have three or four members of Ron Wiener's team beating up on Hypothesis in the center of the ring, and Mortician and Walking Stick are still in their corner, and I believe Chevrolet Cortez. So yeah, Guchador, you're up first. What do you want to do? Fireball. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) How dare you break in our Florida savior, Mr. 305. Can I... Now, I'm very good at paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I want to preface this with Uh that. uh Can I get, like, a quick summary? I'm sure you have a spreadsheet of how much damage everyone's taken, because I do want to take notes. The DM does not have to give you... I'm sorry, you want me to go... (laughs) Okay, never mind. Who looks the most hurt? I feel like Mortician looks a little fucked up. Don't hit Mortician. He's under... Don't hit Mortician. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, give me a... You said Perception? Yes. I got a 10. Uh, yeah, you have no idea who's the most hurt. Okay, well, I'll start taking notes now. I'm going to cast another level 4 fireball in the center of the ring. Oh, no. Okay, there's five people in the center of the ring. Is, is Mortician one of them? No. One of them is Rux. Okay, great. Rux is not in the center no, of the yeah. ring. Oh, okay. It's okay. Puzzle, okay, DDD, good. Hypothesis, Ron Wiener, and Huge D. Murder. Perfect, beautiful, love that. All right, what am I rolling uh, it is a DC 16 deck save. Oh, girl. Okay. Let's go down the line. DDD rolls a 13. Puzzle 
Rolls. Uh, an eight. If puzzles are rogue. Huge D. Has a negative one to dex, so that's a seven. Oh, Lord. Ron Wiener, a fucking four. Beautiful. Love this. And a four again. Everybody fails. P puzzle is a rogue. Okay, so unless... What, what does that mean? If there's a rogue who has, like... But you don't take half damage. Yeah. But they failed the save, they didn't they? Failed. But they could still do evasion, what? right? Mm -hmm. Why am I helping? Let me shut uh, the fuck uncanny up. Uncanny dodge. When an attacker that you see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. Puzzle's going to do that. Yeah. Okay, so he would take 16, and then everybody else would take 33. <laughs> can you please describe your you bringing down hell on these people? Okay, then everybody stand still for a minute. Say cheese. <laughs> and then it looks like one of the spotlights is falling down from, like, the oh, overhead. No. All right, how much damage is it? 33 for everyone who failed. 16 for the one guy that evaded. Nice. Okay, let's do that. DDD failed. 33. Huge D failed. 33. Ronwina fails, 33. And with that, we have our first elimination of the match. Hypothesis has dropped to the ground, and the remaining ref begins to roll Hypothesis out of the ring. Hiss. Oh, so we don't even need to worry flesh. about submissions. <laughs> <laughs> What's the ring smell like? Durian oil. Yeah. Burnt durian Dur oil. <laughs> oh, well, no. For you, nothing, Bay. The ring smells like nothing. That's fair. Well done on your turn. Is that it? Yes. Okay. I got to cross hypothesis out. Now we have four members of Ron Wiener's team in the center of the ring with no one to attack. And Ron Wiener is going to run over to Walking Stick. Is Walking Stick someone that I put? Yes. Don't hit Ron. No. I yell <laughs> out. Uh, Ron Wiener is going to run over to Walking Stick. Uh, what what did you what did you cast on them and what what makes it go away? Um, I don't know what makes. Oh my god! Either I think if they take any damage, yeah, you have to, you have to I attack them. You can't just shake them awake. If you okay. hit them, they have to like they get to make a saving throw or something. No, if you if you hit them at all, or if you just jostle them and like shake them awake, you can shake them out of it. Oh shoot. I'm going to be honest, because if I'm making you be honest, Chris, I'll do it too, I guess. Thank you. Ron is going to run over to Walking Stick. And stab and... him in the neck. <laughs> you awake? He's going to just roll, just give him a backhand to the head. Just a backhand to the face. And go, wake up! Wait a little, a little back up. <laughs> it's a 25 to hit. Walking Stick does take the smack then. Five damage to Walking Stick from Ron Wiener, And... Walking stick is shaken awake, yeah? Yes. All right. And then Ronwin is going to stand there with walking stick. Oh, shit. He also gets a 1d8. Oh, I'm sorry. Walking stick is a big old hit, isn't it? You don't have to hurt them to wake them up. Oh, oh I don't have to hurt them to wake them up? No. No, but oh, you well, can I'm not gonna... if you want. No, no. Ronwin wants to just wake up. Oh, wait. Don't, don't heal that much. <laughs> what? Almost... <laughs> what is going on over there? I, I got, I'm typing around. I'm moving things. Okay, so Rodman is going to go over to Walking Stick then and just kind of shake him awake. Be like, hey, you good? And Walking Stick will... Mm. Uh -huh. And then, okay, so since he didn't attack, he just shook him. Then Rodman can still do something, yeah? Oh, but he already threw his battle axe. You dumb-dumb. Silly, silly, Bron. Uh, And I don't really want to attack Walking Stick or Mortician because I like... The spell you cast is like, it's frozen uh, Mortician in place too, yeah? they had to use their action to attack somebody the, the nearest person from from uh, uh morticians yeah mortician had to attack well it was italian saddle but now it's ronwina that's closest mm -hmm. okay then we're gonna leave mortician in that state we've woken up walking stick and ronwina is going to just end his turn right there which moves us to steph collins who is still hanging out in his corner uh, but now everybody has moved away, so there's not really some fun cleric stuff healing to do right now. So instead, let's do... Yeah. 60-foot range. I'm going to hit that corner. Italian's... Oh, Italian Saddle's not on Steph Collins' team either. I'm going to hit a bunch of ya. 
see. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Collins is going to... Oh, I have a... Just before you do that, uh-huh. I did have a wild magic surge from that fireball. Oh, can we please do that? Yes. 95. Ooh. You caught a glimpse of your reflection in a nearby mirror. Damn, you look good today. You had advantage on all persuasion, deception, and performance checks for 1d4 days. Damn. What? <laughs> Not- Even a failed roll has mild success because you are just too damn cute. <laughs> Yes! I love this! Yes, Bay. You so clearly wrote that. Bay is feeling themselves in this mask. <laughs> Never looked better. Oh, four days, baby. Nice. Find Inspector Rice Balls. Let's let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Are those balls in your pocket, or are you just have to see? Okay. Steph Collins is going to cast Shatter. Oh, wow. And if we're on the corner, it's a 10-foot sphere, which means that most I can hit four of you. So, what do we... Not really Shannon, though, because Shannon's hanging out back-back. I'm going to hit Italian Saddle, Rux, and Bay with Shatter. And I'm casting it at third level. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Rux is going to use their reaction to cast Counterspell. Ooh. Thank God. I was like, did none of us pack uh, the trump card yeah what is it level three or lower is instantly yeah. oh, i instantly considered doing it at level four and i didn't okay well then the spell is countered and that's that it fails and has no effect <laughs> uh, yep Ruck but says, you still lose that spell slot baby Ruck says uh hey yeah. what you do when uh, spaghetti and then steph collins is like no <laughs> i can't cast a spell anymore Rex says hey is that guy over there selling a hot dog with ketchup on it? That's nasty. <laughs> look, it's that guy. It's that. Look at that guy. <laughs> you hear from the crowd, boo. No hot dogs on ketchup ever. No hot dogs mm. on ketchup. Yep, <laughs> you heard like me. I'm not going to reshoot that. I'm not going to do that at all. <laughs> Listeners will never know. <laughs> when your editing is Getting out of hand, sir. <laughs> oh, this, I'm in control. This whole Abusing your power. Fight, this whole fight is going to be editing hell. Oh, yeah, it's already a nightmare. <laughs> Huge D is up next. Huge D is in the center of the ring. I think they're going to join in uh, Italian Saddle and start going for your corner. Yeah, Brody Streets is right there. Let's do it. And I'm going to use my... Oh, are you not wearing armor, buddy? Oh, yes, you are. All right, Huge D's going to run up and swing on Brody Streets. We've got two, two actions, so I'm going to just swing with my Great Axe once for a 9 to hit. That doesn't work. And then swing again for E11. <laughs> well, get plus 2 to damage. That doesn't do much. Ah, but I can use, when you're wearing your spiked armor and are raging on both of those, you can use a bonus action to make a melee weapon attack. With your armor spikes. So I'm going to do that to Brody and maybe do some damage. There we go. 19 to hit. Goddamn. So the swings of the Great Axe do nothing, but Huge D swings his armor at Brody and gets a little swipe on the little swipe of the face with the spike and does five damage. It's something. We're making moves. I imagine like he just gets pissed because he misses with his axis and then just runs into Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shoulder block. <laughs> All right, next up is Mortician. And Mortician has to attack the nearest person. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, All right. within range. It's, it's either Walking Stick or Ronwina. I'm going to roll a d4. Odd is Walking Stick. Even is Ronwina. I got Odd, so we're going to attack Walking Stick. Brother. All right, attack with a melee weapon. It is a nine to hit, so it does not hit. And is that all he can... That's it. There's nothing else that's I can it. do, right? Because I'm basically under control. Yep. And, There's oh, so wait, wait, wait. Shit. At the end of its turn, an affected target can make a wisdom saving throw. If it succeeds, this effect ends for the target. Uh, 17? <sighs> yeah, you'd beat a 16. Okay, Mortician is back in business. Uh, but not until next time. So, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Chevrolet Cortez is up. And they are going to jump from the top rope as a bonus action, giving them... You're doing too much. 
1d10 for a success plus 1d10. Oh, and possibly 1d10 if they fail. So I'm going to roll my d10 so I know what that is first. And I'm going to jump from the top rope and fire my crossbow at bay. Oh. So it is a plus 9 to my... <laughs> oh, fuck this. 10 plus 9 plus 6, 25 to hit. Uh, yeah, except yeah. I'm going to bend luck at when another creature I see makes an attack roll ability check or saving throw. I can use my reaction. Oh, God, that's still going to fucking hit. Ooh. Is there anything else I can do? I think it's just a crossbow. You, you might be fine. Yeah, but it does plus 1d10 damage. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Okay. And here's my 1d10 plus a 1d8 plus 3. 7 plus <laughs> 8 plus 3. 18 damage. Okay. Come on, Chevrolet. You're too far away from Rux, right? Yeah. You're like 30 feet away yeah, from Yeah, I'm Rux. wild away. I just jumped from the top rope, so I'm probably like 40 away, Chevrolet is. No, um, Bay. Oh, Bay's next to you. Bay's next to me? Yeah, but you haven't moved, right? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I will. Rux throws their uh, weapon out uh, to block the hit, and it reduces the damage by 1d10 plus 4. Whoa. And that's their reaction this mm. turn. You used your reaction already. What did I use? Counterspell, so we didn't get fucked over by Shatter. Oh, shit. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Obey's fine. So... It's just I should know these rules. <laughs> just hurt a little bit, but we're good. It just hurt a little, <laughs> bit. a little bit. Okay. Well, don't worry. There's plenty of other people to go before your turn. Like me. Actually, Brody is up next. So, Brody, you have huge D right in front of you. They just swung on you and attacked you with your arm with their armor, his armor. Armor. Okay, okay, okay. So the mortician's back in action, but yes. he is still um, hunter's marked. Yes. I am going to cast channel divinity as a bonus action. Okay. Okay, one second, one second. I feel you. This creature is frightened and its speed is reduced. Sonic success. I only have one channel divinity. Okay, I think what I'm going to do is cast Vow at Eminimity. Yikes. Okay. Oh, actually, how close is... So Brody Streets is kind of... Has Brody moved? Did I move Brody? No, Brody hasn't moved, but Huge D moved up on him. Okay, is he within 10 feet of me? Yes. Yes, you're like 5 feet. I am going to cast Vow of Eminimity. Anonymity. Anonymity. Um, so I can choose a creature that I can see within 10 feet of you, and I gain advantage on attack rolls for a minute, or until it drops to 10 hit, uh, zero hit points, or they fall unconscious. I am going to cast that as a bonus action, and I need to remember that I have done this. You're doing oh goodness, it on huge D, right? Yep, on huge D, because he's the only one within 10 feet of me that's an enemy. Okay, um, and now what I'm going to do is attack him. Because if he... And I'm going to move up and hit him with my hue. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. I didn't know what it was either. My hue is a battle axe that deals maximum damage when the wielder hits a plant creature or an object made of wood. Okay, well, it's, just a, it's a type of battle axe. Um, so I have advantage, so I am going to roll with advantage. Does a 22 hit? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's not critical, though, but it is... Sorry, my mouse is just being really fucky. Fucky mouse. That's my favorite play area, arcade, pizza, junkyard fucky band. God. Gross. Can you imagine the ball pit in that place? Okay, so that's seven damage, and then I'm also going to... He doesn't have... You should add, like, Divine Smite to that. I already used my Banis. I already used my bonus action. Oh, shit. And Channel Divinity means that I have just advantage, right? Vow of Anonymity. Yeah, just advantage. 
on attacking. But I get two attacks. Okay. So I attack again. All right, I'll take the seven damage. Go ahead. We're good now. Um, that's an 11, but I have advantage. So it's a 23 to hit. Yeah. Okay, and then I'm going to do some more slashing damage. So that's five slashing damage, and I'm just going to double check. And I am going to use Divine Smite level two. So that is one spell slot to deal 2d8 damage, plus an extra d8 for extra spell slot higher than first. So that's 3d8 radiant damage. Oh, okay. Okay, and then that's 16 radiant damage. All right, Brody. I'm going to lead this company the right way. Oh. Yeah, huge D looks flaccid. <laughs> Do you feel? No. Oh, wow. He's still alive. He's just a little shrunken over. It might be stress. Who knows? Anything else Brody can do, though? Nope. That was my okay. bonus action, my double attack action, and my special action. All right. Well, then it is DDD's turn. And DDD is going to follow his team member, Huge D, and come start attacking your group. Actually, I take that back. DDD is going to run towards Ron because they're best buddies. So DDD is going to run towards Mortician and attack them. All right, what what can we do, Stone? Uh, We're going to do the long sword, swing on Mortician. Oh, 22 to hit. Absolutely. Long sword of lifesteal. Yeah, he's the one that has it. And that's 10 damage. You can hear the announcer at the table say, Walking Stick, Mortician, Ron Wiener, and DDD Stone Donson are in one corner. Huge D and Italian Staddle are attacking Brody Street's entire team in the other corner. And I did that purely so you know where everyone's at. Can Wait, you say repeat that again? it. <laughs> right, because, bitch, I was typing, okay. honey. <laughs> So Walking Stick, Ron Wiener, Mortician, and DDD Stone Donson are in one corner. Chevrolet, Cortez, and Puzzle are still kind of in the center, but just haven't made a move yet this turn. Uh, same thing with Steph Collins. He's hanging out in his corner. Oh, he hung out in his corner because he's doing range attacks that aren't hitting. And then everyone else is hanging out by you. Oh, is Steph Collins he him? Yeah. Oh. I know, Steph, but like Stefan. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Stephanasia. I love that. New bunny name. Cute. So then DDD swung on Ronwina, ran up. That's his one attack. Um, I've got bonus actions, don't I? I've already done Bardic Inspiration. Um, Mantle of Majesty. Once per long rest is a bonus action, you can cast Command without expending a spell slot. Here we go. <laughs> oh, hang on. Here, here comes the fuckery. You gain the ability to cloak yourself in fey magic that makes others want to serve you. As a bonus action, Ooh. you cast command without expending a spell slot, and you take the take on an appearance of an unearthly beauty for one minute or until your concentration ends. During this time, you can cast command on a, as a bonus action on each of your turns without expending a spell slot. Well, we're doing that. Okay, so I'm going to cast, I'm going to use my bonus action. Yeah, I'm using Mantle of Majesty as my bonus action, which means I've now cloaked myself uh, with the appearance of an unearthly beauty for one minute. And now I can cast Command as a bonus action without using spell slots. So you made yourself sexy. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And that's going to end DDD's turn. And now, Lynn Spector, you are up. Okay, and I, do I have any effects on me? No, like, you, don't, any... you don't have any on you. Okay. I think you've been left alone for the most part. Mm-hmm. You just wanted to make sure. So I am going to cast... I've got Shield of Faith somewhere. Or is that the other guy? Yeah, it's the other guy. I am going to... <sighs> Sorry. Fate touched Hunter's Mark. Okay, I am going to cast Toll the Dead as my action. Okay. Um, oh no, okay. 
Yeah, well, I'm also thinking I might just cast Guiding Bolt at third level. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do instead. Um, so Flash of Light streaks toward a creature of my choice. Um, so they have to be within 120 feet. I am going to cast it at Mortician. Okay. So he has to make a ranged spell attack. You make that. What's a You make you a do. spell attack. Guiding Bolt, so I make a ranged spell attack. And do I have advantage on him? Yes. Hunter's Mark? Oh my god, all these little spells and shit. It's fucking D&D bullshit. I know, it's fucking D&D bullshit. I deal an extra 1d6 damage, and I have an advantage on any wisdom checks I make to find it. So just an extra 1d6 damage. Okay. So I am going to cast Guiding Bolt. Does an 18 hit? It does. Nice. So that is 30 radiant damage. Whoa. Yeah, it's 66 at level 3. Okay. And I do an extra 1d6. Okay. So that is 34. And that is it. Okay. As a reaction to this, Mortician is going to entomb themselves in ice. Ah! Which gives them 80 temporary hit points. 34 damage. Okay. But he can't move now. Now, the person who hurt BJ Panjob used ice powers. Does this look like something related to ice powers? Can I do a little investigation, a little cheeky? I mean, I feel like you're noticing it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you need to roll for that. I think you I think you realize that Mortician has ice powers. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to make sure. But So if you're telling me, then I can. Lynn's turn. Okay, Mortician entombs himself in ice. And Lynn's going to go, oh my god. As his bonus action. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ice? Ice? Did you see that? That we saw that guy? We, oh, 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 oh. And he's going to, he, he's going to yell at Rice Balls. Rice Balls! This man? This man is using ice? This is who you want? Who hurt BJ Fashion? There you go. There's a new suspect. Oh no, there's not uh, undeniable <laughs> proof. We have to not arrest Rux. How tall is he? <laughs> Mortician is uh, six foot eleven. I think I said. God damn. Yeah, you said he was uh, Mortician and Walking Stick were the two wrestlers that were tall enough to be the cloaked figure. Correct. Yeah. And the brothers. Yeah, yeah. Ice shoots out of the persons. As a tall, tall person, taller than the truck, about seven feet tall. Is that your turn then, Lynn? Yes, that is my turn. It is now Walking Stick's turn. To remind you, Walking Stick, Ron Wiener, DDD Stone, Donson, and Mortician are all in a corner. Uh, and Walking Stick, who has just been in- incapacitated the entire time, has not been able to take any action yet, was just shaken awake by Ron Wiener. And they are going to... They're going to use their breath weapon because Walking Stick uh, has a breath weapon. I'm going to flavor this, though, that it's coming out of their hands. So Walking Stick is going to pull on his glove and it's going to start lighting up a bright blue. And he's going to use his ice weapon. What's the reach? Do, do, do. A 15-foot cone. Ew. So that actually is going to end up hitting Mortician and... Chevrolet Cortez. Walking Stick is going to pull on his glove, look his brother Mortician in the eyes, and say, It's my time to be champion. Yeah, because they're on the same team. That's what I was confused about. Hold on. Is it Mortician in a... in a? Yeah, I thought he was ice-blocked. Yeah, he is that... ice-blocked, but that's just temporary hit points. Oh, it's flavor. Yeah. Con saving throws for both of them. Mortician failed. Chevrolet Cortez failed. And that is 3d6 ice damage. A couple sixes in there at least. 13 damage to both. And I believe there's something else it does. Oh, no, that's it. All right, perfect. Walking Stick throws the ice at both of them. And then uh, Ronowina kind of pats him on the back. Oh, fuck. And that will end Walking Stick's turn. It is now... Italian Saddle's turn, who did not even notice the betrayal within his own team because he's too focused on fighting Rux. 
Nice. He's going to swing his great sword twice at Rux. Uh, the first attack is a an 18 to hit. That hits Rux, right? Yes. Okay. And that is 11 damage. Then they will swing again, 15 to hit? No. Okay. Well, we got one of them in. We did some damage. And I'm actually going to... That does not help me, but this one will. I'm going to take an additional action using my action surge. So I'm going to swing one more time on Rux. Let's see if this one hits. No, it did not. That was a 12. All right, well, one out of the three from Italian Saddle hit. At least we're doing some damage. (laughs) And I think that's all I got. Yep, that is Italian Saddle's turn. We have moved on to Puzzle. And Puzzle... What's the damage? 11. 11. Oh. Puzzle is going to see... uh, Puzzle's the closest to Ronwina and the Walking Stick disaster. He's going to see that uh, Walking Stick is now on their side. And he's going to attack Chevrolet Cortez. Uh, the Flame Tongue Longsword has already been activated, so we're just going to take a swing. Oh, beautiful. 22 to hit. That absolutely hits. And then it is 1d6 plus 3 plus 2d6, which is 5, 6. I don't know why I'm rolling these d6s separately. 9 damage. That's not a lot. Okay. It is what it is. 9 damage to Chevrolet Cortez. I really thought the Flame Tongue Longsword was, like, a great weapon. Yeah. I mean, it might be if I didn't roll fucking ones. It is when you hit. Yeah, right. And that... Um, I forgot about the sneak attack. Yeah, I was gonna say. Once per turn, you deal an additional 4d6 to one creature. Yes, yes, yes. You don't need if they're an enemy target. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so another 4d6 for that. Deals another 11 damage to Chevrolet Cortez. Now we're talking... Beautiful. Now Puzzle can end his turn. And that brings us to Shannon. Shannon immediately looks um, at um, Walking Stick, who just betrayed um, the rest of their teammates. Walking Stick is a humanoid, right? No, he's a giant stick bug. Uh, Dragonborn. So, so yes, humanoid. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, I look over at him, uh, them, it that person, that dragonborn, and I need them to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that so far has been very bad for Walking Stick. Uh, He's failed every wisdom throw he's rolled, and will continue to. Twelve. Alright, cool. So uh, Walking Stick is going to take 14 points of damage um, as uh, Walking Stick's head is filled with words of discouragement. Um, Lots of, how could you? You're a terrible person. How could you do this to your teammates? Oh my god. Uh, (laughs) uh, That would devastate me. That's pretty, that's fucked up. And yeah, 14 points of damage and then um, it must on its, um, I'm casting dissonant whispers actually. Um, And must immediately, immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Ugh. Okay. So I'm assuming if, because Walking Stick is still in the corner, yes? Yeah. Get out the fucking ring. That's that's gonna be the next move, I think, yeah. So Im- Im- immediately, like, it has to leave now. Oh, he just leaves? Okay. Yes. Great. Walking Stick, after betraying his brother and getting a pat on the back from Ronwina, rolls out of the ring and begins to move away from it. I then look over at, um... The next person that comes after me is Rux, I think. Correct. So I look at Rux, and I say, You're doing great, sweetie. Woo-woo. And I give <laughs> Rux a uh, bardic inspiration. Nice. Is that a plus four? It's a, a 1d8. You roll a 1d8. Then I am going to... Uh, and I'm going to get... Cl- I'm going to get closer to Steph Collins. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your speed? My speed is 30. Is that how far you're moving up? Yes. Okay. And that'll end my turn. And I'll let you move through Bay so that way you don't take an uh, opportunity attack. There's some slurping noises when you move through me. Uh, 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 ah, yes. Reminds me of Woodstock in 2002. Right about that one time. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of gross. <laughs> then it is Rux's turn. All right. Rux is going to... Hmm. I guess Italian Saddle's still right in front of them, right? Yep. All right. Rex is going to swing on Italian Saddle with their Javelin of Lightning. Gosh, a 12 doesn't hit. But even with a D8, that could only get me up to 20, and a 19 didn't hit, so. A 17 didn't hit. A 17 didn't hit, yeah. I got a nat 20. 28 to hit. That does hit, then, yes. (laughs) And is it max damage, or are we doing two of the I've been doing the two. Okay. So 9 piercing damage. Okay. And then 46 electric damage using my charge. That is 13 What is that? 22. Uh, Total. Y- yeah, so and then I had also used for my bonus action last turn uh searing smite. So the next time I hit a creature with a melee weapon, my weapon flares with white hot intensity and attack does an additional 1d6 fire damage. Okay. So, five fire damage. Okay, come on, Avatar. Good hits, yeah. <laughs> and at the start of Avatar. <laughs> Italian Saddle's turn, um, they must make a con saving throw because they're currently on fire. If they fail the con saving throw... They take an, an additional 1d6 fire damage. Oh, okay. Or if somebody within five feet of them put out the, put out the flames on them. Wonderful. Okay, it's going to be a while till their turn. Con save. Got it. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and use a bonus action to cast Searing Smite again for my next attack. Okay. And that's Rex's turn. Then we are back at the top of the order. We still have 14 wrestlers left. Bay, you're up. Bay is going to... Who's, like, within 30 feet of me? Uh, Huge D, Italian Saddle, and then your entire team. I'm going to slurp up to Huge D and engulf them. Yes. Use, it's my submission. I'm doing a submission. Oh, okay, yeah. So then it is a... It's a deck saving throw for them against my sleight of hand. Okay. And it's supposed to be easier if they're fucked up, which I think Huge D is. He's pretty fucked up, yeah. Good keeping track on that. All right, go ahead and roll. <laughs> I liked how defeated that sounded. <laughs> Fuck! I got a 13. Oh, we'll see. A four. Nice. All right, describe this submission to me. Oh man, okay. Um, who here has seen that time I was reincarnated as a slime? Just, just fully. I've seen some of it. Opens up, surrounds them, just, just goops all around them. Okay. Uh, then as Bay engulfs Huge D's face, he's trying to rip Bay off, but can't figure out how to get it. And instead of passing out from not breathing, he begins to tap on the ground and submits. You've now eliminated Huge D from the competition. Nice. Great. Love that for us. Any bonus actions or anything else you can do, Bay? Um, hang on. Hang on. There's some bonus action stuff I can do. Uh, I'm going to use some sorcery points to gain back a spell slot, but other than that, I'm good. Okay. Then it is Ronwina's turn, and they are going to... Yeah, Ronwin is going to tuck themselves into a little ball in the, uh, in the turnbuckle uh, and turn on his defenses. And I'm using an action to do that, so what that means is he's got a plus four to his AC, advantage on strength and con saving throws. Uh, he's prone, cannot move, and has disadvantage on deck saving throws. Ooh. But I'm doing this as a protection act. So Ronwin is going to just duck into the corner and kind of hide behind Walking Stick and DDD. And that's Ronwin. Oh, and I can do a bonus action, which I'm going to... I don't really need to rage. There's no point in raging if I'm just hiding. No, we'll hang out. That's Ronwina's turn. And then Hypothesis is already knocked out. We are here with Steph Collins. Steph Collins sees that Shannon Powers is approaching. And we're going to make an attack. And we still got fourth level spells. 
I'm going to cast... How big is this? Oh, no. That's too big of an area. That'll hurt everybody. <laughs> well, hang on. Mm. Hang on. Who's it really hurting? No one on his team. All right. Well, the crowd's going to have to make a dexterity saving throw, too, then. I'm going to... They knew that coming into this. I'm going to cast Call Lightning at fourth level. On who? Ooh. On your corner. Uh, and since it is a 60-foot cylinder, uh, that means all five of you and Italian Saddle. All five of you and Italian Saddle need to make dexterity saving throws. Who's calling this? Steph Collins is. Okay. Dexterity? Uh, don't forget, everybody, you get a plus four bonus to all your saving throws. Nice. How high is this space? How tall is the ceiling? It's an open stadium. You bitch. Okay, so Brody got a 21. Okay. Saddle rolled a 10, so they failed. Lynn got a 22. Okay, Lynn passed. That's including Tisha's bonus. Shannon got an 11. Fail. Is that including the bonus? Um, how how far away do I have to be for that bonus? Because I feel like it's a... 10 feet. Yeah, I'm not 10 feet from you. Oh, my turn. Uh, I have a 15 with the bonus. That passes. Oof. And then... Uh, Brooks got a 15 as well. Sorry. Okay. Then everybody but Italian Saddle and Shannon pass. It is 4d10 lightning damage. So let's roll that. And obviously those of you that passed are taking half. So 23 damage to Shannon and Italian and 11 damage to the rest of you. You just hear Shannon say, I'll get you my pretty. (laughs) Yeah, Shannon is pretty hurt. I'm just a bard, man. (laughs) (laughs) I only sing songs and play my electric guitar (laughs) as I cough up blood. Okay, and how many damages is it? It's 11, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. 11 to both of you. Okay. And I don't have any bonus actions for Steph. So we're going to turn to Mortician, who is currently encased in ice, uh, cannot make attacks. Just sitting pretty. Yep. You are incapacitated. I'm just, yep, Mortician's going to just hang out in their little ice block. Feeling betrayed. There's a little tear coming down their eye. (laughs) Oh, okay, boo. Weak bitch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's his brother. And? And he's a murderer. Mortician isn't. We don't. Walking Stick and Ron Wina are working on are doing this together. Yeah, and Mortician has ice power, so they're probably all in it. Mortician's not in it. You don't know that. Mortician? Walking Stick also has ice powers. He literally had an ice shoot out of his hand. They all have ice powers. Well, Walking Stick and Mortician, because they're brothers. Right. So one of the they're actually the dragons in disguise, or the the dragons um, in disguise. Escaped zoo. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Ew. It's, Dinosaurs. It's, it's Rexa. The Cryolophosaurus. Yes. Oh. Uh, so, anyway, it is Chevrolet Cortez's turn. He is currently in a battle with Puzzle. He's going to continue that and shoot. Oh, what spell are we going to do? We need to be careful. No, let's end Puzzle. Let's just do this. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at third level at Puzzle. And that's a 19 to hit, which I know hits, and I might have just killed Puzzle. 30 damage to Puzzle. Oof. <laughs> Puzzle is still alive, but not feeling cowabunga, dude. And Damn. they're not dying. They're just incapacitated, right? Yeah, I didn't. Yes, they're just incapacitated. Okay. Unless you want to kill somebody. No, I don't want to kill anyone. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving it open. <laughs> All right, well then, if that's Chevrolet's turn, he did a great job taking Puzzle down a notch, and now, Brody Streets, you are up. Brody Streets is me. That is you. <sighs> God yeah. damn it. Okay, um, okay, so what we're gonna do is, is Mortician's immobile, right? Correct. Immobile and encased in ice. And looking at all my coworkers, does it look like a shield of faith would do anything for them? Uh, you talk amongst yourselves on that one. I have no idea. Yeah, because it's just they're, it's just a plus two to AC, and I don't know if it'll be useful. They're primarily doing dexterity attacks to us, so shield of faith might not be the best option. Okay. Okay. Good point. Good point. 
Yeah, like the big hitters are doing spell attacks. You're doing spell attacks, searing smite. Okay, I am going to go to the nearest person close to me that's not on my team. So that would be... Italian Saddle's the closest. Italian Saddle. And I am going to hit him with my battle axe. Okay. Uh, um, with not advantage. Does a 10 hit? No. Okay, first hit misses. Second hit. Does a 19 hit? It, it does. Okay, so that is... Oh, no. 10 slashing damage. And then what I'm going to do is cast Searing Smite. Mm-hmm. At second level, as a bonus action, my weapon flares the white hot intensity, and my um it goes by two d six. On a successful on a start of each turn until the spell ends, the target must make a Constitution saving throw. On a failed save, it takes one d six fire damage. On a successful save, the spell ends. So I'm gonna use a spell slot. Oh, that's four plus ten, so fourteen damage. Yep, so it's oh. 10 plus 10, so 20 damage, and you have to take a roll on your next throw. Oh, no. Italian Saddle crumbles to the ground. Oh, Italian Saddle's gone? Yep. Ha-ha! Nice. I'm going to teabag him as he gets dragged off. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not a toxic lead player. <laughs> Great. That Italian Saddle rolls out of the ring. Uh, balls on face. Nice. I do what he loved. Yeah, exactly. I think teabagging is the perfect place to end this episode. We have one more episode of Battle ahead of us. We will find out the conclusion of the Brody Streets case and what will happen to Rux and Bay. Will they get arrested? Will they escape? Will they win? Who knows? We'll find out on the season finale of Roll Gay Roleplay. Until then, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find the podcast at RollGayRoleplay.com. And I'm Brandon. You can find me on TikTok, where I still get daily notifications for likes and follows, even though I haven't posted anything in months, at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Um, hi, my name is Katie, and... I actually can't share my social media because of the Canadian News Act that Facebook has. Look it up. Thank you all for listening to me be a hot mess. Um, uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all of those things. Um, They all have different names because I'm terrible at marketing myself. So, you know, follow me if you dare. (laughs) Uh. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barzante.